all right, Davis. Chilling right here. All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome to yet another episode of the StoryWorks Podcast. I am your host, Zach Gosen. I'm your co-host, Andrew Hall. And today we have a very special guest, Dungeons and Dragons enthusiast and content creator, Mike Gray. How are you doing, man? I'm really excited to be here. It's fantastic and uh, just really happy to be a part of this. So excited to have you on, man. We've we've talked about Dungeons and Dragons so many times on this show, just kind of in passing because we've always played together in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I just think it wraps up into film and movies a lot. I think there's so much you can learn about movies and storytelling and world building of writing acting all of it yeah for sure oh yeah well you know and part of the thing i've done is that for the past 20 years i've been pretty much the uh designated uh dungeon master or game master you know for all the games that we have with it yeah so when it comes you're the head guy right i've had i've had to for a long time yeah it's always hard to find someone who can Who's like dedicated enough Everyone to be like, okay, I'll run DM. it. Everybody else is like, oh, I want to play a character. I don't want to run it. <laughs> well, you know, it's in, <laughs> it's a lot to take a part in. You know, and unfortunately, there's not a lot of places that really teach this skill base. You know, or how to do these games. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that I've uh, tried before on my uh, my TikTok channel. I've tried to go through. There's an entire series, the dive through the guide, where we went page by page through the DM guide. And wow. uh, we broke everything down by it. And that also spawned another series on my channel, the uh, uh, items in use, where I just go through and break down all the different magic items in there and just have fun with oh, it. Oh, that's a cool, Absolutely. that's a good idea. So what? Uh, where can people find you on TikTok for anyone who's interested? So my name is at name is in use. Nice. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's Very I've had that username since the original Xbox days. Nice. So oh, yeah. It's nice. been my same call sign on all of it. So coincidentally, if you ever see name is in use on yeah. any social media, it's Mike. It, it, it's might you. You know it might be me. It might be me. But um, if you see that username, just just start messaging with Dungeons and Dragons questions. And you yeah. should be He's okay. Got you. you should be okay from the get go. Also, check for the beard. If there's a beard, if too, there's a beard, it's him. Yes, you're in the right place <laughs> for sure. Right. So, but, um, how do you feel about um, kind of? Do you feel like there's a hurdle that you kind of have to get over for some people to play Dungeons and Dragons? There is a huge hurdle really and uh, a lot of the stigma has gone away with the newer generations um when i was in high school there was the stigma of this is nerdy this is witchcraft this is even evil and you know it's playing in your mom's basement was kind of like the only thing you could do because one we were teenagers and uh two like no one else you couldn't really go to a place and unfortunately yeah a lot of the people that headed up those places weren't the best people either so yeah, yeah i will say as a community it has grown so much and has become so accepting that it is fantastic to see and i love every moment of it but when it comes to that hurdle of learning there's so much to get involved with because what does role playing mean how do you get into character yeah. you know yes. and the biggest part of it is how do you play this game? Mm-hmm. Like everybody thinks that you have to do like everything so precise and strategic. Yeah, like oh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a stickler for the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you can you can yeah for play sure. that way if you want. There's nothing wrong with that. I've played some hardcore campaigns that were absolutely memorable because oh, yeah. you're going to starve to death in two rounds if you don't yeah. get this together. <laughs> yeah. And it's this yeah. amazing feeling and it's that intensity that players want. We've Absolutely. also played a lot looser with it. But in terms of the the learning curve, the hurdle that it really comes with, there's a big stigma 
still not nearly as big. You know, thank you, Critical Role. Yes. Thank you, Matt yes. Mercer. <laughs> thank you, all those other guys out there. Absolutely. I, um, I must admit, I've never watched a full episode of any of those guys, but yeah. I know all of their work. Yeah. And I know their communities. I know Taldori. And I'm a big fan of the Vox Machina series. Yeah. Yeah, but- I watched the first episode of the uh, Vox Machina series on Amazon the other day, like uh, a couple weeks ago with with our friend Tommy. Oh, nice. He was like, you should really watch this. Because he, he was big into Critical mm. Role like it is years ago. And we watched the first episode of it. And I was like, this is actually pretty good. Nice. And <laughs> the first season is really good. And the second season is even better and yeah. there's some moments that i'm really looking forward to but um going back to like what hurdles there really are the uh the big one is the learning curve yes. the really getting into it and for some people that curve also comes as a moment of embarrassment too yeah like, you kind of gotta let go of your feel silly. Yeah. if i yeah like do you know how many times i've had you know you know Guys that look just like us, yeah. and I'm playing, and it's like, okay, who's the character? Well, she's six foot three, curvaceous. Exactly. She's actually yeah. she's a dragon in disguise. What's her name? Well, her name is like you know, Kalis or something. And yeah. they go, oh, well, I grew up to a tie, and I got to look him straight in there. Hello, darling. Well, <laughs> is there anything I can get for you, love? Oh, you know, you man. have to get, you yeah. have to be able to get oh, into it sure. yes. because you're selling the characters, you're having that good time. And you have to be able to be silly because it is silly. Yes. What we're doing 100%. is silly. We're playing pretend with rules. Yes. This exactly. is fantastic. Exactly. That's <laughs> and the yes. beauty of it all. And is as that long it's as just, you're coming up with it all on your own. Exactly. And as long as everyone is sitting around and having fun, you know, the ability to learn how to play comes with experience. Oh, and definitely. It sounds. I hate saying it because it's so cliche. Yeah. But there's no better way to learn than just dive in and do. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's and it's once you get going, once you have that fundamental understanding, this whole world of storytelling, oh, yeah. understanding, and development just starts opening up, and it oh, becomes yeah. fantastic. No, it's an amazing feeling once you start breaking into it you know you get past that first couple of sessions where you're like that that you don't know how you're feeling you know you're still like give me two minutes where's my charisma i don't really understand oh yeah but what you start getting into it and and it i think it really depends too on who you're playing with make sure you're with your friends you know yeah you got to be with a good group i really haven't met anybody who's who's like an asshole that plays D &D, so like keeps it hard luckily they're they're they're, they exist uh, those guys (laughs) they do exist ladies and gentlemen they exist watch but (laughs) they have good they are very few far in between any more than they used to be those asshats used to be a dime a dozen back in the day and it was horrible and you know and i think i think a big thing that's also changed is the perception of who's allowed to the table what's allowed to play Mm -hmm. you know and i love how open it is in dungeons and dragons any tabletop rpg because you know i love other systems as well oh for sure is the most popular it's the one that everybody knows and how could they not you know it hit this beautiful point in you know the cultural movement with stranger things with critical role we were all inside for 2020 you know that year did happen we may have all missed it but it did happen yes but like yep um, so it really did take off, but there are plenty of other systems. And oh, yeah. I actually have some with me that we could talk about as well. Yeah. Uh, sure. one of them, you know, being the, uh, based upon avatar of the last airbender. That's so cool. That's so really exciting. I know you guys were really excited about that. I, yeah. I uh, listened to the episode that you guys had on Cora. Oh, thank you. Absolutely loved that series. Dude, I love Cora um, so much. It, it was very good. I will say, I really wish that they would have had more like season two, 
is the one thing that's yeah. like, yes, yep. but uh-huh, for oh, sure. Kuvera is an amazing villain. Oh, How, yeah. Yes. And the Earth Queen is one of the most brutal Dude, scenes in all of animation. That it, scene, it's just, like <clears throat> that entire oh, yeah. <clears throat> book three in, 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 in its entirety is just insane. You got Beautiful. the Earth Queen, you've got Ply go like dude <laughs> when that happened yeah, I dude. I had chills. Oh. Yes. Because you're like uh, he goes, play and he turns yeah. around and you're just like and then he just you like did that just I remember sitting there with my oh, yeah. wife the first time because I never we never watched it. And just look over, I'm looking did that did just she happen? Just get murked? Yes. Like yes. right? It's like that just like oh thrown off a cliff. It's yeah. right. Like we've yeah. already saw like we already had season one, right? Mm-hmm. Where like uh, they Amon reach back does, and yeah, yeah. just blows up him and his brother, and it's like, whoa, that's yeah. hardcore. Yeah, right. This and is then a step beyond, and then dude. we see the Earth Queen literally gets get suffocated. Yes. It's like, whoa, and then we see just metal bend around her head. Has she got? And I'm like, well, and then on t- and then they show oh the God. I can't remember her name, but the Waterbender, who's part of the Red Lotus. Yeah, she gets like electrocuted. Yeah, to she death. dies, and then the one guy like kamikazes himself yeah. into the mountain. It is <laughs> so like, crazy, dude. Oh and man! Then, um, and we've know. got we've got a, a a punk rock singer playing Zaheer. Yeah, we've got the, the singer for the black for Black Flag playing Zaheer, the the ultimate anarchist. It, it's just perfect. It's just so fucking cool. And you know how it's a sign of a really good series is that we're here talking about Dungeons and Dragons and we just and just went, went off on <laughs> a t- we just, dude. We go we just, off on uh, somebody tangents mentioned here. Avatar. It's like yo, hey, yep. no, go that's the thing. We go there. off on tangents any oh. day. And we shill out HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are our themes for sure. Uh, so yeah, no, we we can definitely take a look at that. I'm super excited. When when did that drop? Well, it's just now coming out to stores. But yeah. I uh, was part of the Kickstarter. I backed it up. I was gonna say I remember hearing about the Kickstarter, and that was like a out. year and a half ago. Actually, it was back in 2020. I yeah. think back gotcha. in that year. So that and, was a good uh, glitter of hope for you in that time. Well, that... it was one of the things, too, is I was supposed to get this literally almost like a year ago, but because wow. of everything that happened, the manufacturing yeah. dates. But I got to tell you, it's uh, it comes from Magpie Games. These people have done a lot of different games before, and it's a uses the Powered by the Apocalypse system. Okay. What's okay. really interesting is that this only uses two six-siders for any of the players hmm. and has the Game Master... I don't roll any dice, really? which is really wow. weird. But I will say that the avatar system, or the powered by the apocalypse system, I should say, excuse me, is very good for storytelling. Like okay. one of the big differences is that in Dungeons and Dragons, if you were to make a waterbender in Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. you got to okay, where's your water supply from? Where do you have mm-hmm. this at? How many feet can they do? How much of this go yeah. for? Sure. In the powered by the apocalypse system, you're a waterbender. It's like okay, I paint the scene. You're outside of you're outside of the governor's mansion. There's a moat that's surrounding on the outside and a pond to the left of it. He know he's up on the second floor. You can't be like, okay, I want to water bend up to the second floor. Okay, okay you cool. do it. You're up there. Yeah, let's go. No, right. yeah, so, no need to roll so, a check. You're just and, a bender. Right, right, right. And even has the combat moves. It is a very story driven. Okay. Uh, style of game, which is great. Yeah, um, yeah. which is really fantastic. I feel also for people who are new into tabletop RPGs. It's a good start. Because it's so less to track, and it's really about getting you into the world building and the storytelling. Okay. Systems come and go. Those are easy to understand. Yeah. World building, story building. 
Like, have you have you guys ever dived into a DM's guide? Really looked at the pages in it? No, not really. No, yeah. I've never really DM'd. I've always been a player. I've, yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things where, yeah. Well, it's one of the. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. This, when did we have this conversation earlier about this? Already. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, like that's what I'm saying. We got to have like a lav on you, Davis. So, <laughs> like, but um, the the a good chunk of the book, almost uh, two thirds of it, is all world building. It's how oh, wow. okay. this works. Here's how this happens. Like, there's a one of the things that me and my wife do. Like, we play Dungeons and Dragons. We do one on one. We do a very stripped down version, but we yeah. do like new worlds that's all the super time. Cool, by the way, that you do like one on one. That D&D. is awesome. Well, and that's and that's a story that yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a second with this. Yeah. It, um, but uh, anywho, sorry. Uh, sorry, didn't oh, mean to derail. Okay. No, 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 no. You're you're fine. You're fine. Uh, but no, going back to the DM's guide, like two thirds of it is all just like world generation and stuff like that. Yeah. And there are tools in there for you to generate your worlds with. So like, I will, me and my wife will sit down and like we'll play through a story and we'll complete a world. We'll do an entire campaign. Yeah, and I'll sit there and I'll roll for what type of government it has. What's my world shaking event? How do I, you okay. know, what's my villain? Where are they playing from in the background? And okay. all those generators are in the DM's guide. And I've challenged myself too when I've ran entire campaigns where I rolled for everything out of the yeah. DM's guide. Like, okay, what's my villain? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's figure and it out. And I okay. challenge myself to put the story together to have the campaign come around that. And it's even- so cool. I really like that. And it's, well, thank you. It, it was a real fun challenge for me because I was like, I have no idea how this is going to yeah. Even their loot that they got, I was, was rolling random. And, you know, it's like, oh, they're level three or four. So there's some good adjustments. There's also some uh, uh, extremes. Yeah. And one of them ended up with a horn of Valhalla at level oh, four geez. because of how it. And it, it was a platinum one, wow. not a bronze oh, one. It was a platinum one. So this dude out of nowhere could just summon like. 15 berserkers to run in and kill some once a day and it was that's awesome it was fantastic (laughs) it was fantastic so now my challenge is has the dm do i yeah i don't want to just take that toy away from them but i can't possibly make every encounter where they need to summon that so i made it very situational okay one of the things that even had happen was they needed to get a boat to the side to like into the lake and everything like load i did came in and they're like lost ashore and they're trying to escape he yeah. blew the horn had the barbarian horns pick, pick up the up. boat and yeah. run it into the water nice and that is the kind I of love, thinking that needs no i love getting creative with with spells and magic items and stuff for the, sure the, the king of magic items the king of <laughs> the shenanigan items to me is the immovable rod the immovable rod in Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> is the king of shenanigan items. What is it? So the immovable rod, for those of you, oh, thank you very much. For those of you who don't know out there, is a small metal rod. It's about a foot and a half long with it. has a button on the side of it. The second you click the button, it stays where it's at. It just stays. It stays. In fact, it takes a DC 33 strength check to move it one feet oh and can support up to 8,000 pounds. What? <laughs> Let me tell you, if you want to challenge yourself as a DM, find your most creative player, give him two of them, two and of them. brace for impact. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it'll get wild. One of my, one of my favorite uses <laughs> I saw um, just recently when I was playing with my brother, and they're new to Dungeons & Dragons, and I was continuing their campaign, and my brother has, his character has two of them. 
and they're in this old dwarven ruined city. Okay. And they have this goblin horde that's coming in. My brother takes gets the barbarian to take two stone stab, uh, slabs in the middle of the city. He's they got put barbarians the, and immovable. He puts Woo. the immovable rods behind the stone slabs to create a funnel point and made some of the most vicious fireballs that you've oh, ever man. seen in your ah, life. He just let them through and cooked them, man. Another great one is putting a spear, making a spear out of an immovable rod. What? Oh. Stab a dragon with it, hit the button. What's the dragon do? Yeah, it can't move. Wow. <laughs> it cuts the hell out of itself is what it yeah. does. It either takes a massive wound or it yeah. doesn't move. Yeah. And it's it's those kinds of levels of creativity that uh, really get out there. The other one is the decanter of endless water, which is also another shen- shenanigan item. Oh my we God. had in, in one of our campaigns that we played, uh, my bard, he found not, not a decanter of endless water, but it was uh, an ewer of plenty. And you could, you would say, you would say the word wine into it and it would fill to the brim with wine. We were there, playing Strahd. So we, yeah, we were, yeah, we were doing curse of Strahd. <laughs> there you go. You definitely need the wine. And my character was just traumatized from the events of it. You know, what, what's interesting in all my years of playing, I have never done a uh, module. I've never like used you've all you've done like everything I've done and... has always been homebrew from the beginning. Oh, wow. That's or, awesome. Like I've never used a module. I understand their appeal. It is a wonderful tool to have with it. Yeah. But I have played with uh, Chaos Gremlins my entire life. <laughs> nice. So, and um, to, to paraphrase a story that I've heard, um, and it's another DM that he brought it up, but this is a great example of it. Yeah. And I'm just going to use what he had. I can't remember if it was, um, I can't remember any of those guys' names. I'm horrible. At <laughs> no, I feel it, man. But um, to, to put the story in perspective, you know, the campaign starts and the framing event was just supposed to be this wedding, right? Yeah. And the player's like, okay, it's the wedding. And then we move on to the big campaign. Well, they ask, oh, is the princess? Is she? No, she's not happy about the wedding. She doesn't want to marry the guy. And the player's like, well, screw that and kidnap the princess and oh, get her away from it because she didn't want to marry yeah, the guy. Yeah. So now they're running. And now the campaign, instead of about the module, is them running it's, from the yeah, town guard. Yeah. It's wow. all about this now. And that's when you make your own hooks. Yeah. So, like, yeah. one of the things that I've learned has, uh, has, uh, a game master or yeah. even a story writer uh well especially as a game master for my players i know how it starts i know how it ends everything in the middle that's it's you guys up to them yeah that's gotcha. you guys okay so like for me trying to and this is something where you're getting caught up getting that overwhelming feeling especially when you're trying to run a game yeah you cannot think of everything that your players are going to do it's impossible right. oh, there yeah, is definitely. no way to do it 100 and so many dms get caught up with I don't know every detail. You won't. Yeah. You won't. And it's fine that yeah. you don't. You it's so cool it. that you don't. <laughs> right. But you have to learn to roll with it. And that level of adaptation and just, oh, how do we do things? It's yeah. a skill like any other. It takes practice. But anyone can learn it. Anyone can do it. You and just have to learn. It. And it's you just fun have to practice, it. you know? Because you can just, you're winding up in spots that you didn't intend. You're in new territory. You're creating something new. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really special. Oh, yeah. Like, for example, with that uh, that campaign I had with my brother, I introduced them into my homebrew world that I had. Yeah. And I said, okay. I put them in a port of the town. And I said, what do you guys want to do? What are you do? doing? Yeah. And nice. they end up from the port in Argent in Sri Lanka, talking to the Dwarven princess underneath the, the <laughs> ruins of Sri Lanka, reclaiming a city from an ancient war. Oh, my nice. God. So, I love let's it. Let's just go from there. <laughs> let's, yeah. You know, you have no idea, you know, and that's... Did you and, have those areas set up? 
some of them now some of them that homebrew world that i talk about is yeah. is one that i already had yeah, set up yeah so you I had knew, the world I knew already the world. designed gotcha but in terms of the the combat and the encounters and stuff like that no gotcha no, okay. we, we just we develop that as we go nice and that's easier for me as an experienced dm running combat and just being able to pick things out than the guys in starting out in the new yeah, yeah for sure you know and um that's that's something too with all those systems diving into that that can be again we talk about that overwhelming feeling yes but it's again i'm living proof i'm not a smart guy <laughs> right like let me sit down though and i can balance any encounter for you you know oh, yeah. no matter sure. who yeah. has what and especially in 5e it's so much easier and that's yeah. the thing yeah i started out on 5e like for any ta- like tabletop rpgs sure. that was yeah. how i started out and like, yeah, the first couple sessions, I was, you know, very confused about how things worked, mm-hmm. still understanding how the dice worked. But but by the second, the third yeah, session, the fourth session, you're like, OK, I know my it character. Rolls so easy. It stops and being then, less about playing the game and more about playing the exactly, character. Exactly. Yeah. That's where yeah. it's like, yes, yep. that's where it starts getting amazing. So that, that that like learning, cur- like the, the hump that you climb and, over. And especially I'm really glad that you said that, because if there's any new tables out there, your first days and your first couple of plays are going to be bad. Yes. It's just it's just, it's just going it to goes. happen. Jordan didn't take to the court the first time and absolutely dominate. He got kicked off the team. You're yeah. not going to be the perfect DM <laughs> yeah. the first right. time you go to it. You just but I tell you what, roll with it. if you're with people that will roll with it, they will support you and you will be better at it. You oh, will get good. So um, I just, I guess um, we, we got a good overview of, of you, your views on the game. I'm kind of interested to hear how you got into D&D originally. You know, how did you get pulled into that world and what did you end up loving about it in your first experiences? So my, um, I was pretty much geeked at birth. Like yeah. my parents were <laughs> yeah. huge Star Trek, Star Wars fans. The only way I've to go, seen man. every episode of the Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Nice. I, uh, my dad is a huge Doctor Who fan, although I never got into it. Gotcha. I, I, I couldn't. I tried. Yeah. Please, please don't help me out there, any Whovians. <laughs> I love all of you. I know who David Tennant is, and still <laughs> I respect know all David of it. Tennant is. <laughs> but like, I, I just, I could never get into it. It's never me. I yeah. love the mythos about it, and I find that with all nerd everything out there. Yes. But, uh, what really got me going into um, Dungeons and Dragons was the my friends and going into high school and stuff like that. And I didn't have a whole lot of friends. You know, I yeah. played. Stayed to myself, whatever I have with it. And I awkwardly stumbled upon the groups of people yeah. that happened to be awkwardly stumbling upon groups of people yeah. like myself. Right. And, uh, and you know, I we, feel like that's how we were too. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> a lot of it, it was so weird because, like, I, you know, I played and I started running games um, about three years after being introduced to it. Gotcha. Okay. And, um, I never really had my hands on a DM's guide. Like I didn't, I was, we were teenagers, we were kids. It was kind yeah. of put together through yeah. rumor. How does this work? You know, getting the official yeah. printout just, character yeah, sheets and everything. Yeah. That was a big deal, man. It was right. like, oh yeah, now it's yep. real. Yep. Now it's, it's official. Yeah. But um, these characters are real. Like, you know. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, was, I was the only guy who knew how to play the Pokemon card game. I was actually <laughs> oh, really good at it, man. Yeah, man. Yes, that's all you do. You play one a turn, okay, and you can put it on one per Pokemon. You have your active one. They have the retreat cost on it. It's all on the cards. How do you not know this? It's indecipherable. It's indecipherable. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh Magic the Gathering fans hate I have him. I have like four <laughs> shoebox cards full of MTG yeah. old school oh, shit. Yeah. So like it is, Oh yeah. But uh no, like really where I really got really, really got into Dungeons and Dragons was when I ran my first campaign. Okay. And my first campaign, it was, you know, the story was simplistic. It's like, hey, you guys, go out, find these elemental gems, come together and beat the yeah. big bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Great. That's everybody's first campaign. But, like, <laughs> um, but it really, I started developing characters, personalities. I really started getting into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, you make some typical DM mistakes. I have myself insert character in there. I had Ajin, you know, this kind of overseer of the entire yeah. thing. Gotcha. And, you know, a lot of people do that at the start off with new DMs and stuff like that because you, you need that dehistic mm-hmm. monster. Somebody he's, to he's your safety character. He's like, in yeah. case the party yeah. decides to try killing orphans, I need someone to Who, stop who's them. Like, hey, yeah, guys, actually, don't this do this. Not, a good idea. Let's not kill orphans. Yeah. You know, now, yeah. now I, if, if the party would kill orphans, I'm like, oh, well, let me look up. Well, no. <laughs> let me look up no, the stats for no. orphans. It's it's it's, uh, it's very much we we changed the theme of the campaign. These guys don't want to be the good guys. Yeah, Fine. obviously. Yeah. Let's have a not good guy yeah, campaign. Yeah. For Those sure. are just as fun as well. By yeah. the way, you want to be a you want to watch people sweat when a paladin gets on a scene. Let them be <laughs> evil characters. Let's go, yeah. By the way, he's a level ten pal. Here you go, man. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> man. It's like smite him all the way through the head. But um. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's really then, and the thing that got me was that I was around with all my friends. Yeah, right. And I'll never forget the final night of the first campaign. Yeah, and it's we're in a leaky basement over at Zach's house. It is mom's read mom's house in their basement. Yeah. There's yeah. like the dryer going to the background, you know, and everything like that. The scene couldn't be more depressed. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We weren't there. No, right. Yeah, we weren't you were, there at you all. were in the world. No, no, no. We were. We, yeah, yeah. We were off. We were off plane fighting an avatar that had come together out of the void. That was Ajin's ill-begotten son from Ooh. the Lady of Veils, and they had to come together facing armies of the hordes of undeaded demons as That's they were good. coming to mow it all down. We were fighting for the fate of the universe in that freaking basement, yeah. and it was great. Yes, yes, and. When we finished, and my friends were all just around, and we, for months, for months, we talked about the oh, next yeah, character, yeah. Oh, what's definitely. going next with it. Like, Philip's dwarf, and, like, he had, like, this dwarf who had this uh, this armor that was, like, sentient, and it was, oh, wow. like, in, it really helped them out with it. It's the berserk but, armor. Um, well, it ended up getting, <laughs> like, he ended up getting caught in, like, uh, this massive... Uh, Cataract of Fire. It's oh, a uh, back in the old days that was a level ten spell, one of those illegal wow. stuff. Two hundred fifty yeah. fire damage, two hundred fifty energy damage. You don't roll for it. It's a two hundred fifty foot yeah. tall pillar of just you'd all die. Yeah. Oh my and God. his character, I said, you know, roll a con save, and he rolled a nat twenty. And I Ooh. said, okay, and uh, we rolled the fate dice, the die one hundred. Gotcha. And I was like, see what got it, and he got a ninety seven. So playing with it, it's like you got caught in the cataract of fire. You wake up and you just the armor was completely fused, fused to, to him. him. Oh and at wow! That point. That's awesome. So we had this dwarf who was basically a sentient golem at that, that point. Is That's very and cool. The thing is, though, is that rolling thing for things like that with your players is something that I I found out early on, and I've always done ever since. Oh yeah, yeah. like you do just, do super mm. cool unique things like that. The rule of cool beats all other rules. Oh, the rule of cool Absolutely. beats every other rule. Yes. Period. <laughs> yes. The no very, matter what. 
And if anybody oh, yeah. tells you differently, they don't need to be playing Dungeons and Dragons or any other tabletop RPG. Yes. yes. So my 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 first character I ever made for Dungeons and Dragons, uh, mm. my buddy walked up to me and he was like, "Hey, we're getting a crew together to play D and D. Do you want to uh, join us?" And I was like, "I in, internally, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I can't. But I can't show that. You know, I can't. <laughs> I can't be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it, so I'm like." Yeah, I'll play Dungeons and Dragons. You if, nerds. If, yeah. If and if only if I can be a skeleton bard. <laughs> yes. I want was my, your name DJ Bones? My name was Bo Jangles. Yes. <laughs> the king. And of I said that to my friend, and literally like three minutes later, he sent me a link to a homebrew skeleton player race. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's like, here you go. That is the biggest thing with Dungeons and Dragons, that it is powered by... In any other tabletop system, like, you know, especially, and I don't want to leave Pathfinder out there, guys. Oh, Paizo, yeah. we love you, bros. <laughs> but, like, uh, the biggest thing with all of these systems is that the communities are so involved. They're so involved. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're coming together, um, you know, and there's everything for everything. You know, like I said, uh, I have an entire homebrew, homebrew world that I've worked on for forever yeah. that me and my wife have come together over years and we just keep building upon and building upon. And everybody has, you know, every, everyone has that in them. Yeah, oh, what me and my wife developed is nothing. It is special to us. But the skills, the set, and everything that we had, it, we're not like amazingly charismatic. We're not like members of Mensa or anything like that. Yeah. We just practice storytelling and we know it. And if I could keep reiterating the fact, but yeah. I keep reiterating that in Dungeons and Dragons, especially if you want to be able to run the game or even play the game, just you have to do it. You have yeah. to get out there and do it. You have to you be just willing have to, keep doing it. to make mistakes. You have to be willing to be silly and stuff yeah, like that. For sure. Exactly. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, God, I've been playing ever since those days, and I, I haven't stopped. Dude, I love that. It, it seems like I can't imagine what like, I'm really excited to talk more about your world in a second here because it, it inspired me so much as a writer when I got down and I just started thinking I had a plain map, lined paper, <laughs> and I just started writing zones, mountains here, there's a forest here, you could live here. You don't have to limit yourself, and it just feels really good. Even if you're a writer and you want writing exercise, that's it's perfect. Like, how how do you feel like this has really shaped yourself as a story creator, as as a writer, as as a writer, not just even as a writer, but as a person? Yeah. Um the the looking out there for what is. Wow. Uh, hang on. I'm sorry. I need a second. That was oh, a lot no, to think no. about. No, and you're totally good. Going for a second. You're totally good. That was a really good question. And I'm like, I want you to read. Could you, could you read that again? Because that was really good. And I'm like, it caught me off guard. It's like, wow, we were talking about all this shit. Deep thing. Okay. Yeah. Hold yeah, on. yeah. Please, by all means. What was, what was it? Yeah. So, so I just, I feel like it, it, there's so much goes into being able to create worlds like this and to practice writing without limits, without bounds. You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering, like, how did how did that come to shape your personality, your writing style, and your story creation? So, like, being able to explore yourself inside of characters. So you talk about without that limit, without bounds. Yeah, I am the game master. I am every character in yeah. that world. So yes. being able to this sounds weird, but being able to explore parts of yourself that you never would, or yeah. being able to explore ideas, trying to get inside the head of certain things. Um, 
And you become a more knowledgeable person. You become a more worldly person just yeah. because you're developing knowledge. Yeah. You have to. You have exactly. to. If I really want to play a abusive sociopath or an abusive controlling person, yeah. I honestly, I was like, well, what behaviors do they have? Yeah, you got to yeah. think about it. And what's it. crazy is that after reading about how the, the plaguing of constant doubt, controlling different parts of their lives, yeah. how they constantly make self-doubt, unpredictability, something's okay one day and then not the next with it. By reading those, I start identifying people like that in my real life. And I'm yeah. like, oh, let me get away from those. Let yeah. me cut that out. And it's amazing from there. Also, the understanding of different people's cultures. I yeah. love yeah. monsters, cultures, gods, goddesses. Give me all oh, of yeah. it. It yeah. is fantastic. <laughs> and it is wonderful the amount of times I've had to go look something up. And it is, I feel a like a personal kind of regret a little bit that I don't know more. I yeah. don't know enough about uh, Hinduism or about Buddhism to incorporate any sort of mythos from that in my campaigns. And I won't. Yeah. You know, and I won't do that with anything I don't know enough about yeah, or don't exactly. feel comfortable doing. And especially especially if like it's somebody else's toys. Yeah, right? right. If I'm gonna play with somebody else's toys, I better learn everything yeah, exactly. about yeah. you don't wanna, that yeah, toy you don't wanna, before yeah. I pick it up. Stick yeah. your stick and, your foot in mud you know, or anything. Like, yeah. And we all know, and because of just kind of the Western idea of what pantheons we have on that we all know the yeah. Greek pantheons yeah we all know the egyptian we all and because of marvel really nordic pantheons yeah, yeah. Off yeah. we all know yeah. that now and i really want to see more of that i want to see what different mythologies come out of like the you know southern africa yeah. or that come out of russia and stuff like that like i know the, like the legend of Baba Yaga. Yeah. yeah. I want yeah. to know more yeah. about them because I would love to throw that throw lady one in, in a campaign yeah. and that chicken house and everything else with it. But I don't would want... Would you like food? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of one of those things. Yeah. And it's, and it's in you know, and it's for me pulling those different aspects to put my own unique stories together. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. And by all yeah. means, I don't want to be like, oh, I will just take this image of this goddess and use yeah. it as the and devil. Yeah, and, and just turn campaign. it into my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> right. You cannot yeah, do yeah. that. But, um, but to be able to all those ideas to create my own mythos, to create my own worlds and dogma yeah. from it by pulling from that knowledge. And the hindsight, and not even hindsight, but unbeknownst to me, I guess, yeah. after all these years, I really tempered out as a person. I became a more accepting person. I yeah. became more understanding of people. I'm not saying that Dungeons and Dragons will make you a good person, yeah. but if you're passionate about but DMing, it, definitely helps. It, it won't hurt. <laughs> it won't hurt anything because you'll find yourself actually wanting to understand, to empathize. So as a storyteller yeah. and a writer, um, I, mean, I don't really write. I yeah. take notes on the stories, but the dialogue that happens, I don't plan anything ahead of time yeah. with it. I have yeah. the general attitudes and everything with it, but all of that is shaped really from the experience yeah. and in the moment as yeah. we come together. So in the end, I think that what's really Dungeons & Dragons in tabletop RPGs have really shaped my life and for a lack of a better way of saying it, have made me a better person than what I was. Hey, and yeah. it's kind of, it, it may seem a, a big leap from it, but I don't think so. It's, it's, I don't understand how, how you could walk the path that I did with that and not yeah. have more understanding. Of the yeah. World and, I, and not come how, out as a better person. That's, you know, you know, it's, it yeah. takes a lot. That's incredible, man. I, I don't think I've heard 
a DM talk in that in that depth. Like, I don't think I've ever yeah. had somebody like literally broaden and expand their worldview because During of Dungeons process, and Dragons. Like, that's incredible yeah. to hear. That's like that's amazing, well, man. I I want to know more, and it's that yeah. pursuit of knowledge. And if you are a person who wants to know more, let me tell you. It is an endless journey once oh, yeah. you become a game master. <laughs> once you're yeah. of, once you're behind that screen, don't ever stop. Like don't ever yeah. stop. Be at the table. Get back behind the screen. Just keep going, and you will find that you will connect with people in ways that you never understood. You'll gain perspective about people in trauma and events that you never can because yeah. you're not them. But you start to be able to empathize, empathize, and understand <laughs> yeah. exactly where they're coming from, and. And especially in this world nowadays, understanding and to be able to reach across the table and really know where someone else is coming from is something the entire world needs. I, I totally oh, agree, man. 100%. Absolutely. Wow. Poetic? Yeah. Poetic dungeon master Put over beautifully. here, beautifully. That's awesome. I, I, I love your views on this, and I love how much you've gained from, from I mean, role-playing in general. Like that's, that's a really incredible look on how you can start to experience other things and, and look at things oh. in a new light. Oh. Um, it, it definitely tells you that it's, it's more than just a game. It is an experience. It, oh, 100%. it absolutely can be. You know? And the thing is, is that there's a massive variety of tabletop RPGs out yeah. there. And have you ever heard of a game called Are You a Werewolf? No. Are You a Werewolf? No. It is, at its core, a tabletop RPG. Really? And it is something I can teach anyone to play with a deck of cards and a couple of jacks. Okay. You have one person who runs the game. You have a couple people that are werewolves. They start the game. Everybody has their heads down. Okay. Right? Yeah. Heads up. Someone's dead in the town. Who's the werewolf? They vote one person at the end of the table. They reveal their card if they're the werewolf or not. If they're not, everybody heads back down. The werewolves get to okay. pick one person to kill. Move on. If the werewolves outnumber nice. the town, they win. Okay. Yes, yes, it is exactly nice. like that. And there's even different roles that you can have. You can have somebody who's the detective who every night they get to pick their head up, point at somebody, and the game master gives them a thumbs up or thumbs down of whether yeah. they're the werewolf. That's like but uh, it's the still resistance. Up, yes. But it's Rattle still one, yeah. up to the detective to convince the rest of yep. the table that that's the werewolf, even though that they oh know my it. God. I love those kinds of games. We When, when we were still, um, we used to do Sunday's game day. We used to do tabletop. What was the like the night version? Avalon. Of Avalon, man. So there's like Merlin. There's spies. It's a kingdom kind of version. Yeah, it's of it. like three, we would play three round people after are, round are of this Merlin shit. and the Ooh. Knights of Camelot, and then two the people are the are are the no, no. But it's it sounds really similar to this. It's, it's the only hard part is typing because there's no like in game voice chat. Not yeah. Discord, yeah. 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 Oh, jeez, yeah. I love with, it. With, and I, I will never forget the night sitting around with like seven of my friends and stuff like that. And I was sitting there at the play and I'm across from my friend Jack. Yeah. And whoever's in charge of the game would paint the scenario. Okay. Right? Yeah. So the person in front of us paints the scenario that we're in a trailer park town in the middle yeah. of Kentucky and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. And you wake up from the smell of moonshine and blood as you Ooh, look oh, over man. and Jeb is dead. And oh, I was no. one of the werewolves. Not Jeb. So yeah. Not I play Jeb. as a character. The first thing I do, oh my God, a 
kill jam. How the hell did I do it? And I start freaking out yeah. at the table and stuff yeah. like that. With and the other guy's aware. I was like, "Shut up, Phil! You're too drunk again. You're just misremembering shit." And That's we started, and we won that yeah, round. By the way, and every round, narrative. I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, I killed them!" And nobody believed me because I was just amazing. selling the character. I was in the moment yeah. so much, and my. And the guy across from me, my friend Zach, made the read so perfect. And it was wow. so fun. That's and awesome. it's just like you link, mind link for a second. Yeah. <laughs> totally, you know, totally. It was like getting away with like a heist after <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like, because it's like, like a God. line of like overplaying it so they know you're the like. Yeah. Yes. Totally get away with murder on that one. Literally. <laughs> it's, it's like in the game. I actually did. It's a game. I got away with killing the whole town. And oh I admitted God. to every one of them. <laughs> so that sounds like a it, like more role-playing than the version like we would play these games. But yeah. that, I like the role-playing element of that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. You would have had me fooled, man, for <laughs> sure. So I just have a couple more questions for sure. you here. And then I want to kind of get into maybe looking at your homebrew world. Sure, sure, get sure. into that. Um, do you have an ideal party? Um, no, there's, no. there's no, there's no such thing as an ideal party. There's gotcha. no such thing as an unbalanced character. Um, there are weak DMs. Gotcha. In all seriousness though, um, if, if taking my, taking ego out of it yeah. and yeah. everything, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's something that has to be communicated, you know? If you want to have a party of four bards and you know one of them is a dragonborn lead and stuff like that, yeah. and you guys are Dragon's Fury, Rock Band, yeah. and Mercenary Group, yeah. we could do that. We could totally do it. Yeah. But the communication is really what it takes with the table. Gotcha. There's no party that can't function together, that communicates together, that can learn to play together. You can do whatever you want inside of Dungeons & Dragons. Now, there are scenarios where you can have a bad matchup or a bad fight or have an unbalanced fight even against the players. But it's my job as the game master to make those adjustments on the fly unless this is something that is agreed upon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, if we're all casually playing, I am not actively trying to kill you. Yeah. But let me me tell you. Let me tell you about the slaughterhouse campaign. The slaughterhouse. I told everybody to come with extra characters. I told them, just like, be ready. You are, You're going to die. We had, we, I was like, I'm going to play Dark Souls on Dungeons and Dragons. Let's time. go. Let's die. Let's the go. first thing that happened is that they get to this town, this massive city and everything, and they just see this one girl like standing in the street. Yeah. They think that they wave over. You've alerted them, the witch. And this zombie <laughs> horde just comes running out them. And I had them barricade inside the door. They get up to the top of the building. They're jumping across. All of them live. The rogue dies trying to break into a butcher shop. Oh, oh my and God. And there's this massive monster in there. And he just misses him. And I just stepped on him. Crushed. Killed him. Instantly. Holy and it was shit. the first time that I've ever just ruthlessly killed, killed a player. somebody like that? Yeah. And the thing is, though, as a has a game master. Yeah. It was kind of euphoric because they knew it was <laughs> yeah. coming. They yeah. knew it was coming and he's immediately he you, getting yeah. the backup character. I told you guys this was happening. Yeah. At the end of that campaign, there was the only original character from the group of seven yeah. that came through and I kept having people going, I had like 12 deaths in that party. Oh, I man. Was, oh my God. But that cleric seen it all. 
The he went through Liz, all of it. Course. Like, oh, oh he was he he was grizzled by the end of it, man. He's seen some stuff. Oh yeah. Because I I took it as an excuse to throw whatever I wanted at him. So I was throwing yeah. homebrew monsters at them. I was heavily inspired. You ever played Dead Space Two? Yes. Yeah. Uh, a particular monster that I really like from there were these like. Ooh, Best way to say them is like raptor from Jurassic Park, like creatures that would yeah. actively yeah. hunt you. Yes. So turning those hunt into a the scenario they run into them is in the middle of a cornfield. Oh my oh, god, geez. it's an absolute back of horror old. story. Man. It was great, oh, but you know that's that's what we sat down to and agreed upon beforehand. I love it. Man. So before all hands, you know, we all said this is what's going to happen. So in terms of can there be a unbalanced party? There is no party that can't be fixed. There's yeah. no party that can't play together in cooperation. Um, can there be an unbalanced game master? There can be, but you can fix it all with communication. Yeah, We're all here to have fun. Exactly. If just one person's having fun, we're all failing. Yeah. And if one person is just taking out their frustrations on the entire table... Then we don't have a game. We have a therapy session. Yes. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, let's talk about what's happened today, Roger. How are you feeling? What's going on? What's, what happened at work today, yeah, man? Right, right. <laughs> don't need to be doing all that. That's great. I love the Slaughterhouse campaign. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is so fun. I've never had a DM be like, you better come with like three character sheets, dude. I had I had one with a giant. I made a uh, it was a, a dog mm. mixed with a scorpion that was a mechanical golem oh, on the side of a building that they were uh, fighting, and I disintegrated a sorcerer and snapped the monk in half. Oh, so, oh like, God, God. that's you... okay. They brought in a warlock and a wizard nice. right afterwards. So they, just, they, they rolled up on scene. They were ready. Oh yeah, <laughs> but the cleric's seen it all. <laughs> yeah, God. no, that dude's like. At, he, he gets a, at the end of the campaign, he finally goes home and he just sits on his bed. No, literally. So yeah, <laughs> just, talking about yeah, like traumatized characters. I was gonna lead into. Yeah, that. my the I had a bard that I made for the the one that I mentioned that found the the ewer of wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I used to, I played through him for two campaigns, and the first one we were like sh- stuck in this vampire lord's land. Yes, and the very first session, like. 20 minutes into it like we we just enter Barovia and the trees have all turned into pine trees and you know we're we're trying to figure out what's happened we're We've running away from it yeah, yeah we're running from each other and then coming back the other way because you know the You're fog stuck in the loop. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so we're like oh we're going to camp for the night and we go to camp and one of our party members is a warforged mm-hmm. and so we're like okay you can take watch because you don't need to sleep this Warforged, however, was unique in that uh, he was he wanted to be very worldly. He uh, had a, a book, basically, of like old plays mm-hmm. or like musical sheets or whatever. He was very kind of he wanted to be a bard. He was a fighter that wanted to be a bard. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. cool. And cool. so I he, love the character. He walks yeah. away from the party after Off everybody goes ride. to sleep. Yeah. And <laughs> nice. And he's he's reading through these playbooks and while he's away from the party not keeping watch like i think it's like four like eight wolves and four vampire or four werewolves yeah descend upon our sleeping party yep nobody saw it coming they immediately rip my throat out and I He's die. Done, dude. Like they just they they get all these attacks. Totally. Like you're prone. Totally. 
attacks oh, yeah. are made with advantage. Especially, blah, blah, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. Oh, You're yeah, caught yeah. off guard. You're prone. You're at disadvantage Instantly, for anything that you would do. You get so up bad. as an attack of opportunity. Exactly. You're going to yep. move out of combat. It's an attack of opportunity. Dead. You're dead. No <laughs> and, and, Your best yeah. bet is to get in the fetal position, yeah. be completely yep. defensive, and pray for someone and to then, rescue yes, you. And then, yes, they KO me, and then it's, you know, death saving throw failed. Death saving throw failed. And I'm dead. Oh, Your face and after that, I you was, were just like, I was oh, just crestfallen. My like, D- the DM was like, he was trying to figure out a way to keep me alive, but he was like, these war these werewolves, they smell blood. They're not gonna yeah. stop attacking. No, they're not going to. And no. you know, and I, 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 I have to say <laughs> that has a DM character deaths, uh, slaughterhouse campaigns. Yeah, uh, <laughs> character deaths can be very good or very bad. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's there's something about, like, if you play the paladin that turns back into the fray, it dies holding back the army against the enemies, you've retired that paladin yeah. in glorious fashion. Yeah. You did yeah. it exactly as you're supposed to. Right. But when somebody just gets just a, dumped a, 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 a by bad rolls. First event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you just and got... So, our, oh. our DM felt so bad for me. I was just crestfallen. I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to create a new character. I, I, yeah. I started right there in the middle of the set. Like, everybody's Studying, still yeah. oh. It was still the beginning playing. of that session, yeah. man. Like yeah, I said, yeah. we were like only 20, 30 minutes in, and one of our party members is a paladin, and he uses up basically like all of his holy power for like the campaign Yeah. to basically call out to the Bright Lord uh or the morning lord or i can't remember whatever whatever yeah whatever deity he was and he's like you know please you know uh this this man's time wasn't now please bring him back we mm-hmm. need him and my character had this moment where uh in this in this land barovia every, yeah. like all the souls are it's basically like purgatory yeah like it's stuck in this time anybody who dies is kind of transported to this like gray purgatory landscape okay. yeah and my character was there for like you know 30 seconds he saw like a little kid that was stuck there yeah and the kid's just like scared and frightened and my character's like oh we'll try to figure something out and then he just starts sinking <laughs> yeah into the the gray cloudy to make it even worse <laughs> yeah away from the kid you're trying to save yeah. oh. and then i come back and then you know i flash back to life my character Instantly traumatized from the oh, experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. We find this wine, this ewer of wine. He falls into alcoholism. Yes. Just constantly coping with it. And, you know, and that's that's <laughs> and it's funny. It's funny now is that what went from absolute devastation from you as a player. Yeah. Is now one of your favorite exactly. stories. No, to exactly. Tell. Yeah. So yeah, and we we make it through there, and my character just is. We three years later, we start like the next campaign, and he's still haggard and all. You know unkempt he's oh, yeah. we go in we go into the, we're, through it yeah we're, we're, through we're it. captured we go into the underdark we meet the demogorgon we meet oh, yeah. like the mushroom queen or whatever like zomantia yeah yeah ah, we yeah. just we we meet up scary. we're doing cool, we're doing out like of, yeah we're That's doing cool. out of the abyss and uh we finally escape from the underdark and my character have having seen all this shit knowing that the you know if they get out of the underdark they're just going to destroy the world yeah he just he quits drinking. He cleans himself up, and he tries to like rally the troops above ground. That was great, yeah. <laughs> it, it always feels good. It always is great when you have a character go through that that complete hero's journey. Yeah, you know? like your your character's hero's journey started off really rough. <laughs> yes, um, but the fact that you, you again you saw it through, and this is a lovely moment. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because it just shows. How the adaptability of your DM at your table. Yes. Such a good oh, yeah. job on him to be like, absolutely. I cannot allow this to happen. 
you know, and unless, like we said, previously talked about, yeah. you know, like, no, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah. That feels bad. No, There's absolutely. There for and sometimes, you know, that's one thing, though. Five sessions in had that happen. Yeah. yeah. Then I probably it would have still probably, felt bad, yeah. but I would have been like, oh. Yeah. You're dead. You're but dead. I'm, I'm dead. You, know, yeah. you, you had yeah. the chance with it. And but, I, think, I think that's handling character deaths. And applause to your DM for doing that. Especially oh, yeah. session one. Yeah. 20 oh, minutes in. Oh, man. man. It was so rough. Come on. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I think, and I think that's, that really shows a great a moment of adaptil, adaptability. And yeah. that's something that really is when in storytelling especially in this type of communal storytelling and yeah. when we come together you know when i asked my brother to describe dungeons and dragons and he just you know recently started playing it yeah he described it as uh improv theater group with rules results may vary yeah so, right yeah like, for sure know, pretty accurate you know, honestly. and it's 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 one of those things where um those stories and how things come together, things can come together really well. Oh yeah, out of those tragedies, even of that, because has a character, has somebody who's like you know you lose a character. Yeah, it, it hurts. hurts. It yeah. hurts, especially a lot. when it wasn't your choice. Like I have had characters that go down, but it's like yeah, if when I stay you're, in this mind, they get out. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, I'm gonna going to die down against in this dragon. Yeah, I'm when you're going down in combat, dragon. it's exactly. one thing, yeah. but when it's like. You're asleep and you're taken out. Oh. You're basically just assassinated. When the, when the Your dice, agency is taken away. When the yeah. dice decide that you're dead. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah. When the dice decide that you are going to die in Dungeons and Dragons, you're done. And yeah, there's right. nothing you can do. And it, it feels bad. And even at the times, let me tell you, I've had that go the exact opposite. Okay. As a dungeon master, yeah. I have a table rule, right? Um, for 3.5, it was 320s and it's dead. You roll a natural 20 to threaten a critical, you get your critical threat. You roll yeah. a 20 again, you're threatening instant death. You roll that third 20, I don't care what it was. It's dead. Yeah. It's dead. You did. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Dang. You ever seen a Tarrasque go down round two? Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boom. I had Boom. a Warblade. His Warblade, and he tripled 20 on it. And I was so That's frustrated insane. that oh I picked up like one of my own dice and I said rolled it myself and it landed on a 20 and I walked away from the table <laughs> oh and, and I walked God. away from the table and it's like it's dead that's yeah. a it's D&D dead. moment I need a though. moment yeah. as a dungeon master this was my moment you guys just moment. killed you this guys just killed Tarrasque. my thing yeah. this yeah. is the 3.5 Tarrasque like this the is the regenerating yeah. the redirecting of rays that you oh, have to get it to negative 20 hit points and wish it dead God. and this Warblade one hit or quitter turn, by man. my own table rules, and it's not like I could tell him no. Yeah, right, it's not right. like I, yeah. we just rolled three. He rolled three twenties in a row. I rolled one out of my own dice and got another <laughs> one. It's meant to happen. Yeah, I just out got of my it hands. It's out of my hands. And, you know, <laughs> but even still, then, even now, even as horrible as that was for me, it's one of my favorite stories. It's a great story. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's hilarious. Exactly. It all went wrong for me. <laughs> That's too good, man. So. It, Talking about what happened to his character, Cassian, how much, like, when when do you find good opportunities to be merciful or the opposite? Like, when, as a DM, when do you think you should be merciful in moments like that? It really all depends. Super this situation. It's all about the depends story. Depends on the it's moment. It's all about the moment. It's all about the story. You know, it is 130%. You had to be in there. You yeah. have to be there for it. Yeah. Um, Like... If you has a player 
are, you know, going about and you're making good roles and you're fighting really well, yeah. I don't, as a DM, hate you. I'm not like, yeah. oh, I got to throw he's more against you. I'm like, dick. yeah, he's having, yeah, right? Yeah. I never under, <laughs> it's not me versus you. Yeah. It's I am the shepherd of the story. Yeah, you're exactly. just, I'm yeah. telling you what's going Corraling on. I would everything. love to play the story. However, the story ends is how it's going to go. Yeah. And if your character is on fire and having their day, hell yeah, they're having their yeah. day. Yeah. I, you know, um, but if also like, your character starts to push their consequences for your actions. Yeah. For example, um, I had going back to that rogue, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, the, the aforementioned slaughterhouse campaign. <laughs> yeah. So remember, I said he walked in through the door, right? So they've seen the butcher in this place before to set the scenario, right? Yeah. You have a butcher shop with massive. <laughs> Piss off, ghost. <laughs> you have, so, For real. so you have a uh, you have a butcher shop right that has like a, uh, a massive door out the back of it yeah the butcher himself is a eight and a half foot tall amalgamation of horrible disgustingness with a giant cleaver oh, right yep. that's Who like a, that's literally like a dark souls enemy yeah. he's dragging bodies and people back into his butcher shop so oh, the rogue man. in Broad daylight goes through the most open door Jesus. and tries to sneak in. Obviously gets found. Obviously, he was my first kill of that campaign. He's like, what do you mean? I'm a rogue. If you, if you, if you, if you, like, playing bad like that, yeah. I don't necessarily punch yeah. you. That campaign I did. Yeah. But if you want to talk about you really want to get punished um, as a player, yeah. Um, not necessarily piss off the DM, but challenge to see if there are consequences in the rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and okay. pull your knife on the queen. Go ahead. See what happens. Go ahead and see what happens. Yeah. Spit in the face of the bartender. Go ahead. Yeah. Just be an asshole for no reason. Something's going to happen. Yeah, hey, oh, in terms of, in terms oh, of consequences. And, and, that's, and, and in terms of consequences, I've also faced that before yeah. as a player. And let me tell you, that was a wake-up check for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I had a character myself. This is back in 3.5 days. He was a Warblade. Gotcha. Not the same one that one hitter quitter to Tarrasque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, anywho, uh, we were in a bar and we are trying to chase information. And one of the guys, he turns, and we're acting as government officials. Like, Look, somebody else went out that back window. I need to know. Yeah. And the guy turns to me. And this is after we were fighting. My character's fatigued. As a player, yeah. I am frustrated a little bit because I'm like, oh, nothing's been going right. And right. this guy yeah. pulls a dagger on my warblade. Oh, yeah, what are you going to do? And I snap as the player, and I said, I take my great maul, and I fold I just, him in half yeah. like a chair. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I one-hitter quitter this, yeah. like, this punk at a bar. But yeah. he was some innocent punk at a bar yeah. who doesn't know me for nothing. And I just killed him. Murdered man. this guy. That's sure. an alignment shift. Yeah. It, it did. It did oh, shift shit. my alignment. And and uh, after we end up fighting this war outside the city, yeah. I my character was brought on trial for murder. Hey, oh shit! Your consequences, I, and I was like, "Damn!" In that moment, yeah, that's how you do it, and that's and I have to tell you, I have learned everything from every game that I played. Yeah. I've taken away everything from that campaign and that game. Consequences from the actions was the lesson yep. of the day. So, yeah. when do I punish players, or when do I support them? I want to shepherd the story. Yeah. I will always support my players to move the story forward. If you want to test the waters, yeah. I will let you test the waters. Yeah, right. And I have grown enough as a GM that I don't see that. It takes a while, starting off, to see those actions as, are my players just like 
fucking with the game? Are they yeah. messing yeah. with me? Sorry, I didn't mean to drop. But they're, they're oh, like, oh, are, no, they, are they are they messing with me? Are they just putting me on this? Like, yeah. what are you doing here? This yeah. is wrong. Just do the thing. I just need to do the thing. <laughs> yeah, and right. That's, and that's the thing is understanding has I get older that we just shepherd things forward. We yeah. don't have to do all of this. It's not yeah. about me controlling everything that you do to move forward. Right. It's about that adaptability. So there's no set moment of when you ah, twist, twist the dagger. Yeah, you know, that, right. you know, it all depends on your players. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you got to, you know, yeah. humble somebody. So, you know, yeah. Sit down for a second, you know. And, and sometimes you got to throw an extra zero onto that boss's hit points. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the the first, right. Let me tell you when yeah. that barbarian crits, max damages everything oh, on your dragon. Man. They're like, yeah, let me just go ahead. Yeah, like, holy like, hell. He said it's the fun. first oh, campaign oh. Uh, I was a part of when I was my skeleton bar, we were uh in this cave looking for just to go on like your your thing of consequences yeah we're in this cave looking around for this lost uh ancient mine and uh we pass through this cave this this cavern that has like a bunch of moss in it and we're just like oh it's moss but but it kind of has like a you know like a weight like there's fumes kind of coming off of it and so we're like that's gross yeah. We're, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. avoid, we're gonna leave this alone. Yeah, and we all walk away. But one of our party members is like, "Well, if we're done, like if we're not coming back here, I'm just gonna. And if, if this stuff's poisonous, I want to get rid of it. So I'm gonna throw like a, I light a rag on fire. This is so bad. He's like, I light a rag on fire and I toss it in there. This is so bad. At the fogging moss. Yes. That's and, spreading through the air. And our, D- yeah. our DM okay. literally Did looks, say, looks at him sure? and says, are you, are you sure? sure? Are you sure you want to do this? That is your last warning. Has it, if your DM we're like, ever tells you, are you sure? The like, answer is no. We're like, damn, yeah, no, right. don't do that. Don't do Stop. This. We're don't walking away. This. No, don't do it. And he's like, you guys have already walked away. You don't, you, you don't know what no, I'm no, doing no, no. right now. Yeah, yeah. your DM again. And he's like, no, I throw it. He's like, no, I throw it. And he's like, okay, you throw it and it uh causes a huge explosion in the cave <laughs> causing so... a massive cave in that he's like a pit like a, a boulder instantly falls and crushes him he doesn't get a save for it no. he's just like you're dead now yeah, yeah. you, you die like, from I, this i gave you i gave you the the best chance I mean, you could have it, it's one of those things too where it's it's med, you know outside of the table like i'm i'm reading that and i don't know exactly yeah. what that yeah. boss is there's nobody who knows exactly what yeah. every monster in Dungeon. Have you seen all? There's like five monster manuals, and the, the yeah. homebrew is crazy. Yeah. Look, I don't know what that is, but the situation you described <laughs> is something that I don't want to mess no. with. You're just no. like, we'll leave oh. this alone. We'll leave it alone. Yeah, no, no. And he's no, like, no, I'll, I'll clear it out. I'll clear it out. It'll be, totally, it'll be yeah. like, he cleared it out all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that ended the campaign. That was the, yeah, that was the end of the campaign because he died instantly. Another one of our members got crushed by a boulder. I got crushed by a boulder, but survived it. One of our members was like terrified, so they ran away into the water of this cavern and ended up getting picked up by the current and like going taken down. under and they suffocated and drowned and froze. And by the end of it, it was just this skeleton bard and a oh, ranger James, who man. we literally met the session before. <laughs> I, I, I will admit, I've never had a singular session go that catastrophically <laughs> yeah. bad that wasn't was, planned yeah that right. wasn't planned to go that catastrophically <laughs> yeah. bad oh my I, god i've had some no wrong but like yeah that oh, yeah. is that it is was... the grand poobah of no return <laughs> yes right there. it was it, we were like god. yeah, oh, yeah no this is this is done <laughs> so yeah man before um before we end up 
the episode here. Uh, I, I want to talk about your your homebrew world. You said you've been building this thing with your wife for years, yeah? So um, we ended up, uh, me and the wife and everything, I had this world that started off with a city, really, of Argent, just this one city. Gotcha. And I was playing a campaign with her, and it's a small one and stuff like that. And uh, this uh, this is going to start off pretty dour. On yeah. There, but um, we lost our second son, Isaac, when he was three months old. Mm-hmm. And um, it pretty much was devastating. I mean, yeah, it's, I can't it's, But uh, anywho, um, my me and my wife were both struggling a lot to get through it. It was anything we had. We needed yes. some way to really communicate back, and we started just one on one. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons started playing, and I started building the world from the one coastal city of Argent to expanding to the different cities, to Trelanka down yeah. south, you know, the Dwarven city, yeah. to the massive continent of Adrianlanka, to Lemuria, the warlock capital, to the lowlands, to the highlands, wow. to the forgotten lands, to the New Haven across the way, to, yeah. you know, all these different things, to all the different houses yeah. that run Adrianlanka, to the entire government system that goes into that, yeah. to the how whole, the dogma that yeah. we deal with dragons. And it's started off with this, one city in this one town yeah. is now, well, why don't I just grab it? <laughs> let grab me show yeah, 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 sure. I bought all the other stuff and I didn't grab the <laughs> everything. I'm afraid I grabbed the, 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 the big black binder there. I got to say, man, what, what an amazing outlet and experience for you guys to come together <laughs> and, and create something amazing. You know, I so, love that. So, uh, yeah. He's got all He's the got goods. Like, if you don't see, this Ooh, right here all is all the characters, campaigns, everything from it. Different quest ideas, different cities, yes. all of it. Like, um, let me... That's awesome. Let me see if I can find... Uh, yeah. Super classic. <laughs> Just put a black super. bar over it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Let's see here. What do we have from? Oh, yeah. These are custom legacy weapons that I made. Weapons oh, nice. that upgrade along with the character. That's cool. That so is sick. Well, we have like the, the desert wind. We have uh, different things like that. Um, th- some of those were pulled out of the original uh, Tome of Battle from 3.5 is where, like, I've mentioned Warblade a few times. Yeah. yeah. It is the most broken 3.5 <laughs> class out there. I you got a 12-hit die in combat maneuvers that you can use every round Jeez. of combat. Holy shit, And one dude. of them was Stone Dragon. Uh, any of the maneuvers, you can just do hits that override all damage reduction. Oh, it yeah. was crazy. God. But um, let me see if I can, because I got... What is this? This is, yeah. So this is the first home map. Like this is Adrianlanka. Everything you see yeah. numbered on there has a corresponding paper of a different location, oh. the different people. That city oh itself God. is not indicative to the side. The undercity is on the back side of it as well. Wow. Um, the capital city of Adrianlanka oh, is wow. a city the size of Ohio. Okay. Um, oh, holy and shit. And it's ruled man. over it's by. It always has been and always will be. (laughs) But um, no, like uh, the the city itself is ruled over by various different houses. And each one of those houses has uh, different political factions and affiliations. Each one of them is in charge of, like, for example, you have the house of the bear, which is in charge of all manufacturing details and everything like that. Yeah. And his character sheet is in here. Every character that I've mentioned, like I haven't mentioned... Any of the actual characters from this world. But, yeah. Uh, 
the like all everything that's in here and everything like that like i have their stat sheets how they go their personalities who they are like the house of the bear handles manufacturing the yeah. house of the ram handles a lot of the ore processing things like that okay. house yeah, of yeah, the rat yeah. does the food industries everything like that also a little bit of espionage and stuff like that yeah and you have the house of the lion mainly military and stuff like that overall the dogma of Audrey Lanka, you have the phoenix guard the phoenix guard is loyal only to the people of Adrianka. No house, no king. They gotcha. are the people that keep everything this, in check, okay. including the king. And the king hey. works in a rotation. They, every house gets a hundred years to rule, oh, wow. and then the new house moves forward with it. That's sick. That's yeah, and very, I didn't come up cool. with that in a day. This took yeah. a decade. Yeah. To yeah. No, this is amazing, man. It's extremely impressive. And like a lot of that comes to, like, for example, um, when it comes to building those worlds and yeah. stuff like that, you know, to anybody who's looking to really get into it, to look into when you want to build your own world, you have to just start. Yeah. Like I can talk about the dogma of our dragons, how all my dragons in this world, their names that they'll tell you are names like Edgar, yeah. Robert, yeah. things like that. Right. Um, because their draconic names are near impossible to pronounce in yeah. common tongue. Yeah. And if you try to pronounce it in art fluent and draconic, they become very insulted. So they <laughs> yeah. give a selected name. Right. Now, because they give a selected name, if they come across a king, a captain, an admiral, they will not call them their name. They will call them by their title because that is their selected title that they would have. Dragons in my world also bow to no one. Nice. So okay. when they walk into the king's room, they will be introduced has nothing else other than like Edgar. Yep. He'll yeah. be introduced has Edgar. Yeah. And nothing else. Is there an understanding? There is an understanding. So the king's like, you okay, know, the king. Yeah. Knows. He's like, he's like and fine with it. We yeah. even established something uh, in our world called Worm Law, mm -hmm. where it's like a really old dragon. Yeah. Their land is, is treated as a sovereign state. Wow. They have rule in the area. And the reason that they developed that wall is that the amount of resources it would take to remove them, it's is just, just way easier much, yeah. that they treat that as sovereign land. Yeah. And any of those dragons, too, they all, in my world, they all like take on humanoid forms. They can okay. have that adjustment to them. But even their rules have evolved different than what Dungeons and Dragons have. Yeah. Okay. Like in my world, red dragons, there there is no alignment. Yeah, they're not necessarily gotcha. okay. but evil by default. Or as whatever. red dragons get older in my world, they become more and more and more resilient and immune to magic. They also start losing their connection with it as well. But as oh, the wow. older they get, so if you find a worm red dragon and you try to cast it's anything, just do nothing. yeah. But if you find like a gold dragon, as they get older, they become more magically enhanced and stuff like that. Okay. And I have the equivalence thereof with it. So like the blue dragons in my world are the ones that become more magical. Yeah. And the silver dragons on the chromatic side are the ones that become more physically capable like yeah. the reds. Okay. So yeah. you just have to you figure Bounce out all out, these things yeah. with it. Yeah. And, and I can't imagine your starting point to where you get to these nitty-gritty details like this. I mean, it's just I, I really truly think it's it's amazing. How would you like to begin? Up. We can we can I could show you this process from the start of how we start with one town in my process of how we get to the descriptions thereof with it. Right? Like okay. pick okay. a location for me. Pick anything for me. Anything. Any location that you can think of. Okay. Forgotten forest. Okay, forgotten forest on there. So there's probably gonna be if it's forgotten forest, there's still something that has to be of value inside there. So it has to be some sort of hidden temple or something inside of it. So we'd have to have a town outside that, too, 
would yeah. know that they have the knowledge where it is. Now, those mm-hmm. people in that town would be highly respectful and they would be afraid of that forest because they've seen everything it's capable of. So from this temple and from this forbidden forest, because we have this town here, that's not going to exist alone. We have to pull back from that town. How are they getting the resources? If they're next Where's to a the forest, supply they're, chain? Yeah. well, they're probably a logging company, even if they're next to the forest. Mm. They keep their own things and stuff like that with it. So now there's got to be a bigger place that they could distribute all this to. Yeah. And you see how it just yeah, it builds. Yeah. You just builds. took my brain builds. and you fucked it. Builds. And yeah, and that, that was amazing, no, man. That's, I, yeah, Holy that, that's, Christ. I mean, that makes sense that that's how you do it. When yeah. I remember I made a character that was like a dragonborn paladin, and uh, my DM was just like, pick where you're from on, on the map. And I was like, oh, up here by like the spine of the world or whatever. Um, there's like this uh, former ru like it's a ruined dwarven yeah uh temple like city that was like abandoned by the dwarves because of some some reason that made them go deeper and Ooh. so these this tribe of a dragon kin moved in and perfect took it nice. over and now they have this nomadic kind of village inside yes. of it that's exactly <laughs> and that's exactly how you do it what you did right there is the exact process of what I do. Yeah. You start with small. You start with a moment. Yeah. You know, we we don't start, you know, I didn't start the the continent of Sri Lanka with yeah. all the houses in mind, with the forgotten lands in mind, with all the deep dogma of it in line. Yeah. I started it with one city, one place, Argent, a shipping company, mm-hmm. and a guy named Maldivar. Nice. Yes. And, and it built all from went there. from there. That's awesome. By That's the incredible, man. By the way, you don't fuck with Maldivar. You do not. No, like he's he ended up becoming a staple character through a lot of it. So he's he's that. really something else. So yeah, that's that's really where like all that came together. And it's been a world that I've been building for years. And it's one that I don't think I'll ever stop. Yeah. I'll ever stop building. And that is it's truly incredible to have such a passion and, and, and a passion that stays, you know, enough for you to keep building on this thing, keep adding on to it. What, I really love that. It really helps that my wife is with there every night it's with just, me. That yeah. we go Absolutely. through and that we go through this different characters. Right, right now we're playing through. We just started a new world. Yeah, and the government for it is a confederacy. With the confederacy is that every town operates individually, and in yeah. theory, they're all supposed to give funding to a main government. Yeah. So the world-shaking event that I rolled for was a revolution that's happening in this town and uh, that's happening in this world. So now, in this iteration of Adrialanka, every town is ruled by its own confederacy. Every house is ruled over its own section of Adrialanka because it's also in that kind of setup with it, with everybody feeding to the king at this point who is actually an elected official at this point as the head of the confederacy to fit with the worldview that we'd have. Okay. And that's what we just came up with. Yeah. So yeah. in this in this world already, I've had one character who was from upper echelon of things, had a good time, end up uh, uh, finding someone they fell in love and all this yeah. other stuff. And uh, they, from a distance, were watching things happen. And her second character was somebody who grew up in one of those smaller towns. And it's in a modern-themed setting. So as she's leaving the town, the mayor of one of the bigger cities is just invading this town and she wow. barely makes oh, that of life and she's running for her life this entire time. Yeah. And there's two people who have two different completely perspectives in this world coming together in the yeah. overarching story. Yeah. And as the story develops, I'm having the characters in the city, those in power, seeing that this isn't working and they're starting now that revolution is starting to happen. Yeah. Okay. But meanwhile, I rolled for the villain. 
And yeah, this yeah. entire time, he's taking advantage of this war to search for an ancient artifact underneath the lands. What? So, okay. why all this is happening? And Layers. This is what, and this is all of what I rolled for and just made up literally two nights ago. <sighs> oh my That's God. Awesome. Dude. And, we, and we start a new world like that like every other week. And we just do it. That's we just so do it. Incredible. It's so cool. <laughs> I, I, I seriously love it, man. It's truly inspiring uh, how you create these worlds and how, how much you expand upon them. Um, we're about out of time for today, but I, I, want, I just want you to kind of give the audience some words of advice for going into tabletop, going into role-playing. I know we touched a little bit about it at the beginning, but what are, what are some words you have for people who want to get into this stuff? This is like a three-stroker. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, processing. Processing, thank you. The, the biggest thing is go into it wanting to have fun. If you yeah. go into it, and it's something I say at the end of a lot of my videos on TikTok, like every single Magic Item video, I say, and have fun, because I mean that. Yeah. You have to have Definitely. fun. You have to sit down, and you have to be able to enjoy it. You know, This is a social cooperation storytelling game. That's yeah. what this is. This is all of us coming together. So if there's anybody out there who really wants to get into this, um, you know, just go out there and do it. You have to you have to start talking to people and get moving. And I know that can seem terrifying to yeah. do for a lot of people. And um, I can tell you that the community out there, there has never been a better time to get involved with people than these tabletop communities than now. The amount of safety, the amount of people that are out there, there are so many good people that, you know, you know, as as I appreciate you guys, all yeah. the compliments and everything you've given me, and I've never in my life had somebody call anything I've done inspirational. So it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sitting over here still Truly. trying to process that for a minute, and Maybe I a, a six beard, stroke. Yeah. you know, like something like that. But like uh, on the on the uh, on that note, you know, I've never I've never thought about anything I've done as being that special. Yeah, and I think that that's something truly remarkable is that people don't realize that. Everything that I'm doing here, the storytelling, everything that we're thinking of, the creative different gamings, like I brought over three different systems that we never even got to talk about. We're just, because we're not just even nerding. scratching the surface. Like, yeah. 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 Please, I would love to come back. This has been great. <laughs> oh, but absolutely. Like, um, this is, uh, but like really just, you have to get out there. And you, you have to do it. You have to just start telling your story. Start writing. Start doing anything. I don't care if you don't know the rules for Dungeons and Dragons. You yeah. don't need to know the rules. You have to start yeah. building your world. Build your story. Understand your people. Start talking to other people. Listen to their worlds. Listen and truly understand other people, and you will grow as yourself and your world that you have with you. So if you're starting out, you just have to do it, and you just got to listen, and you got to be there for other people, and you will end up growing yourself and your world. I couldn't agree more, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on, man. It seriously has been an absolute yeah, blast. It's been a pleasure, man. It's been great having you here, and I cannot wait to do this again. I'm looking forward to it, and I oh, hope to be sure. on anytime. Yeah, 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 let's go. I mean, I, I we got enough I material could. to talk about. <laughs> yeah, not, I can just make some shit up. <laughs> so let's go. Yeah. For sure, man. Let's do it. All right, guys. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, plug, go ahead. Plug once more. Um, all I all I really have right now going is, uh, like I said, I have my TikTok account. That's yes. at name is in use on TikTok. Uh, name is in use. 
That's it. Yes, so sir. it's all together in one go. <laughs> nice and it. simple. Um, also, my uh, my wife is uh, doing paranormal investigation, and they also started a TikTok channel, Booze Clues Paranormal Investigators. That's nice. Um, so uh, I will also be plugging them on my main channel as well. For so sure. if you just find me and you can't find them, not a problem. you be able to link right to them and everything. And hopefully they'll be going live this Monday with uh, – uh, an investigation. I can't nice. remember where they're going, but it's someplace in Ohio. It's like an old manor where it was like a whole okay. bunch of wars and stuff happened. Because okay. it's Ohio. Because it's, it's Ohio. creepy. Yeah. 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 It's, it just is here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. And I, uh, like I said, I'm passionate about this. And I yeah, am so, any opportunity I have to share my passion, I'm going to be here. So yes. let's, let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching the StoryWorks podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Let us know your thoughts on D&D. Have you played before? What 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 do you like? What's your favorite campaign? What's your favorite let race? Let us know. Let's talk about D&D. Yeah, do we want to see yeah, a StoryWorks campaign? Let us know if you guys want to see us play. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to ask me twice to play Dungeons and Dragons, man. <laughs> don't got to twist my arm about mm. it. So stick around. Um, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to have a little bonus content. We're doing a little segment with Mike here, a little role play scenario we're really excited for. So stick around <laughs> for some bonus content. If you're listening on the podcast, I'm sorry, we're ending here. Go to our YouTube channel. Check us out. Check it out. Go to their channel. Listen to the DM. <laughs> <laughs> Roll right. for initiative. Yes. <laughs> there it is. All right, guys. I'm Zach Gosen. I'm Andrew Hall. I'm Mike Gray. And this was the StoryWorks podcast. Until next time, guys. Sayonara. Bye.